Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Time to bring in the outstanding Jody McDonald. Jody Mack, how you been? Very good, Steve. How about yourself, bud? Doing well. Great to be with you again. My pleasure. Uh, Let's talk birds going 9-0. Yeah, how about this? They got Washington coming in tonight. Uh, It's been interesting the way the schedule's played out, where they've got a bye week, and then they've got that Thursday game. Now it's a Monday game. Uh, It seems like the schedule has fallen in beautifully for this team. What's your thought on that part? Um, Unless they forgot how to play football during all this downtime. Uh, Maybe a little bit. Too much time off? We'll see. Uh, I talked about this today on my Bird 365 show. Uh, if you've been tracking the Eagles all year, they've been really good in the first half, specifically the second quarter. They're the best second quarter team in the National Football League, and it's not even close. And the offense has come up off the pedal in the second half and let, let a couple teams get back in the game before they put them away late. Maybe tonight's a little bit different. Maybe they get out a little bit slow, but because of all the rest they have, they're really ready to roar in the second half and end up making this an easy victory in the second half rather than the first. It's interesting you bring up the second quarter part because every team scripts that first 10 to 15 plays. Usually it's about a dozen to 15. And then the game can get a little bit off the rails once they have to start ad-libbing a little bit. The Eagles are a big second-quarter team. That tells me that their coaching staff's got a real handle on what's going on out there because once they get off script, it seems like they're even better. Specifically on the offensive side, I think Shane Steichen has done a phenomenal job with this football team. Not to take away from Nick Sirianni, who is the CEO of the whole shoot match, but uh, Sirianni's game plans, using Jalen Hurts to do what Jalen Hurts does best, taking advantage of the main weapon they get in A.J. Brown. Goddard gets his catches. They don't have to lean on him. It's more, well, when he's wide open, we'll throw it to him. He'll make a big play for us. Their offense has been as balanced as can be, and I give the play caller a lot of credit for that. Yeah, no question. And, and again, you have to have the ability to, to take advantage of what your players' skill sets happen to be. And I feel like Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts bring a skill set that most teams cannot handle. What is your opinion on on, on the skill set and the ability of people to um, to really not get a handle on what he really can do? Here's the beauty of it, Steve. Um, early in the year, uh, yes, Jalen Hurts was running probably running a, a little too much for everybody's liking. You know he can make a play when he pulls it down. He's not afraid to take a tackle, which will get you those extra yards. But the last thing you want to do is see him get hurt at this time. So the last few weeks, they really haven't called many running plays. On the RPOs, he's been deciding to throw the ball instead of take off with the ball. And, oh, by the way, they continue to move the ball down the field of rack of points. So if you don't have to put Jalen Hurts at risk, that's a better thing, but knowing that you've got it in your back pocket if you need it makes it that much easier for Shane Steichen and uh, the entire offense. No matter where you are or what the weather conditions, if you have defense in a running game, you can handle pretty much anything along the way. What kind of compliment has, in particular, Miles Sanders been to what Hurts does? Very nice. Um, and Miles is... Uh, 
probably flying under the radar because A.J. Brown is getting as much pub as he is, because Jalen Hurts is a legit MVP candidate. People aren't noticing that Miles is getting the job done. He's got a bunch of touchdowns, which you remember last year, he took a goose egg in that column, which was very surprising, yeah. and no touchdowns for Miles last year. Uh, this year he has been getting into the end zone, um, and making big plays and, and breaking off double-digit yard gains. Um, I think he's one of the unsung heroes on this team, and that's why the Eagles are sitting at 8-0, because they do have a balanced offense. If Hurts has got to throw it 25 to 30 times, he does. If they can pound Miles, they do. A couple of games this year when other teams have got back into it, like uh, the Detroit game, opening game, Dallas game. Dallas got a couple of second-half touchdowns. When they needed to, they just break out the running day, uh, game, and they uh, take eight minutes off the clock and march it slowly down the field and stick it into the end zone. That's a real nice weapon to have when uh, you've got the kind of balance that the Eagles have. And now let's flip it over to the other part. I mentioned running game and defense. When you look at the defense, I want to start with the secondary. What does it mean to have a guy like Slay in conjunction with the other guys in the secondary, the way they've played in what is a pass-happy league? Slay's been great, uh, which should come as no surprise to anyone. They uh, paid heavily to get him, and he's lived up to both his cost and his reputation since he's got here. But even more so than him, the additions Howie Roseman made to get James Bradbury, the minute he gets released by the Giants, he jumps in and gets him done on a one-year contract. And I think he's been uh, phenomenal, maybe as good as Slay on the other side. And then the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson addition, late in preseason, doesn't have that much time to get the playbook uh, under wraps and be able to step right in, you wouldn't have known it. Watching week one, week two, looks like a guy who's been on the Eagles for a while. So, Harry Roseman knew that he had to upgrade in the secondary, picked just the right time to do it on both guys when they became the most available, and both uh, Bradbury and Johnson, Gardner, uh, Gardner Johnson have been huge additions to this team. And Jody, you and I know they've been able to go through a comfortable rotation up front on that defensive line. What has that meant to a fresh team in the fourth quarter? But also, what has it meant to the development of Jordan Davis up front because they can do it this way? Yeah, they they have gone, uh, at least as per Eagle fans, overly cautious at developing Jordan uh, Davis. They want to see more of Jordan Davis. And, of course, we didn't see him last week. We're not going to see him this week or the next two weeks because of the injury and the fact that they put him on the IR. And, oh, by the way, Damon Pierce looked pretty good running through that Eagle defense uh, without Jordan Davis. That That is the one uh, weak spot on the Eagles' defense overall is the fact that they're not a great tackling team. As a matter of fact, I think they ranked 31st out of 32 teams in the NFL as per pro football focus. Um, and when Jordan Davis comes out of that lineup, yeah, you can run the football a little against Eagles. I think the Redskins, the, Redskins, the football team, uh, the commanders, whatever the hell you want to call them. I'm going to have to do that tonight with James Robinson and try and run the ball against the Eagles because uh, you can't pass against the Eagles. You you were right on and singing the praises to their secondaries. Been great. They've gotten the pressure. Hassan Reddick has done exactly what he was brought in here to yeah. do, put pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, that's the only thing that the Eagles haven't done tremendously so far this year, stop the run. Disappointed in not the Washington football team anymore because I was starting to enjoy calling them woofed. 
Uh, so, <laughs> but I, I Taylor Heineke's the quarterback now. No Carson Wentz. Does that make any difference in your mind based on how you see Heineke play? Uh, yes, because I don't think I'll take the under nine sacks tonight, which is the yeah. amount that Carson went down in the Heat game one between these two teams yeah. back in September. Uh, yeah, Taylor Heineke isn't going to make anybody forget Brett Favre. Uh, he doesn't have a John Elway arm. He's got a below-average arm. But he is a gutsy guy, and he's a leader, and he gets out of the pocket when it collapses on him, unlike Carson Wentz, who just collapses right. to the ground. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think Heineke's got a chance to do a couple things against the Eagles tonight. I don't think it's going to be as low-scoring a game as uh, some others do. I think that both teams will play into the 20s tonight. Uh, Eagles may play into the 30s, but I actually think that uh, uh, the commanders can score some points because I think they will run the ball effectively, and Heineke may just make a big player too. Now he may throw a bad pick in the mix, and the Eagles are the best at uh, picking the football off, so I think it will be a highlight show, both good and bad, for Taylor Heineke tonight against the Eagles. But I'm with you, Jody. I think Taylor Heineke is actually, he's not the best quarterback in the league, but he's not the worst either. He's not bad. And I felt the entire time he was actually the best option Washington had, despite the fact that Wentz was starting. He reminds me of a previous Washington quarterback from just a couple of years ago, Alex Smith. Alex never had the best arm in the NFL. He was never going to wow anybody with his ability to throw a 20-yard out. But he was smart. He was gutsy. And if you gave him a chance and let him hang around until the fourth quarter, he might just stick it in your eye. Uh, I think the Eagles will open up enough that they don't have to worry about that. But uh, certainly I give the commanders a better chance here with Heineke than I did early in the season with Wentz. Look, this has not affected the Eagles at all. Their offense has rolled against everybody. But it's been a league this year that, for the most part, two high safeties, they're trying to make you go – 9 to 13 plays on the drive. They don't want to give up big plays. And to me, I have felt that it has made the NFL seem... And again, the Eagles are the exception. But it looks like a duller league to me. What do you think of this? I think your evaluation of the league and the way they're trying to keep offenses in check is dead on. You're seeing a lot more zone defense with two two deep safeties. Um yeah, if if you live and die with 50-yard bombs, then yeah, you're not getting your yeah. uh, usual value this year. But I, I'm good with a, a nine-play drive with a couple of good 10-yard uh, gains. Um, and the, the good teams like the Eagles, who have varying ways to beat you. A.J. Brown could either try and beat you down the field, or he can uh, beat you coming across the field and break two tackles and get 25 yards. Dallas Goddard in the screen game, tight end screen game, has become a huge part of the Eagle offense. Yeah, it's not exciting. It's not Jalen Hurts flexing his muscles, hefting the ball downfield. But if Goddard breaks two tackles and turns it up the field for 18 yards, that's going to keep those chains moving. Yeah, see, to me, the Eagles are the fun team to watch. I think they're fun when I watch them. I'm, I, to me, my concern is that like there's a lot of other elements of the league that just aren't fun. The Eagles, to me, are the way they go about their business. There's such a variety. They're not a vanilla team. They spread it out. You don't know what they're going to do next. It may be only an eight, nine-yard play, but guess what? I think their approach is fun, and it's fan-entertaining fun. 
Well, the Vikings and the Bills were pretty fun yesterday. That was the yeah, game was. of the year. Uh, it was. No doubt about it. And uh, it was good. Even though the Eagle fans had to sit around and watch yesterday, no birds to watch. Yeah, the fact that the Vikings, who the Eagles easily handled at home earlier this year, yeah. go into Buffalo and beat the team that everyone says is the best team in football. No, the best team in football is the undefeated team in football. That would be the Philadelphia Eagles. The best team in football is the only one that's beaten the Vikings. That's Correct. their one loss. That's it. It's their only loss, and it wasn't even close. You're you the, got you're that the right. best, Jody. You're the best. It's always great talking with you, my friend. Thank you so much for your valuable time today. My pleasure, Steve. Anytime you need to catch up, just buzz. I'm I'm there for you.